Good morning, everybody. My name is Julian Hoas, and you're listening to Morning Chats, Good News and Politics. Today is the 22nd of May. We're just entering the third month of lockdown, I believe, thanks to COVID-19. So I hope you're all doing well. This is the show where I help you guys understand what's going on in the world of politics. I answer your questions and I cover the topics that you guys asked me to cover. Today, we've got an interesting one where we're covering Frexit or the French exit from the European Union. But first, the weather is 22 degrees in Amsterdam and Brussels and Paris, 18 degrees in London, 16 degrees in Bucharest and 22 degrees in Madrid as well. Good news today, things are moving forward, society is opening up again and it seems like in the, in the opinion of many experts across Europe that things are going well and one expert in France even said that there's a possibility there may not even be a second wave due to the way the virus is behaving. Of course we don't know but we can always hope and we can hope that things keep continuing to go in a positive way. Now one person came to me yesterday and asked me quite an interesting question which I'm sure many people who followed Brexit for over the last couple of years have been wondering. But this person came to me and asked me what are the current views towards Frexit in France. So for example, she said that I know that the French typically have a negative view of whatever president is in place, i.e. Macron, but what is the current view of the French towards EU? And she highlighted that she encounters lots of pro-Frexit groups in her area in Bordeaux. Now, again, Frexit is the hypothetical French exit from the European Union, which at one point was far from certain to be unlikely. I mean, France has always had quite a complicated relationship with Europe, purely because of the way in which it is weaponized in France in a similar way to how it was in the UK. Now, just to go through some polling data to give you guys an idea of what the opinion polling is on this, a Pew Research Center poll in June 2016, prior to the Brexit referendum, saw that France had only had a 51% unfavorable view of the EU, with only 41% liking it and, or 49%, sorry. And this was second only to the Greece's 71% negative opinion of the EU. Now, Greece went through massive austerity due to the support package that was provided by the EU. And you can understand that it's quite a big shock to have such a powerful member within the EU being as close to Greece as it was. However, this is different to the view of people who actually were asked, do you want to leave the EU, do you want to stay within the EU? Well, only 33% of people wanted to leave and 45% saying otherwise. The second category grew exponentially until 2019, where it moved up to 60% saying that they did not want to leave the EU in 2019 and that they wanted to stay. However, French support for the EU has changed over time. The highest level of support that it's seen was back in 2004, quite early on in the EU's life cycle where it, went, it was polling at 69% popularity, but this slowly but surely dropped in popularity to only 38% of people supporting the EU in 2016, just before the referendum. Of course, this then climbed to 62% in 2018, and then it dropped again to, 20, to 51% in 2019. Now, French support for the EU can be complicated, as I've already said just a few minutes ago, where in some circles, it can be linked to what party you're part of. Now, people from La République En Marche, the Macron party, can be very pro-EU. Of course, that was the main platform that he stood on, being a pro-European, globalist, progressive French president, and that's what won him the election. However, if you start moving towards the far left, so 
La France Insoumise, Anne-Sabissé uh, France, and uh, Jean-Luc Mélenchon. Or you move to the far right, where you're finding people like Marine Le Pen or Nicolas Dupont-Aignan. You, you see that they start having a very negative opinion of the EU, and in some cases it can even be linked to the way in which they view the president. Now, the Gilets Jaunes, who were very anti-Macron, then saw him as a puppet of the EU and Angela Merkel, and therefore were very anti-EU, very anti, uh, well, very pro-Frexit, partially due to the way in which they connected it with Macron and saw Macron as a tool of the EU, in a way to excuse the way that he was behaving and explain it in their own terms. And in many ways, the popularity of Marine Le Pen back in 2017, and even now, who is likely to go into the second round of the presidential elections in 2022, it does have a big impact. I mean, she called herself, uh, she asked a Bloomberg interviewer to call her Madame Frexit in an interview back in 2015, before the referendum. And of course, this this kind of usage of the term will improve its popularity, particularly when you're connecting it with an anti-establishment candidate like Marine Le Pen. Now, even Emmanuel Macron, when he was president, had an interview with Andrew Marr, where he was being asked a number of topics such as the future of the European Union, international relations, and Brexit itself. And he said himself that if the French people, given a referendum under the same circumstances as the British were, if the same circumstances were in place, France would have voted to leave the EU as well. And this speaks to the way in which that the French, well, all the pro-European citizens across Europe, need to keep making the argument for why the European Union is so important to our lives. It's so important to the politics and the safety of our countries. It's so important to the safety of our reputations across the world and it's important in the way in which it amplifies the power of our countries on the international stage and allows smaller countries like France, the UK, Germany, Poland, all of us to have a louder voice on the international stage, to stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with the US and the Chinese state right now and to enable us to be safe and enable the, the correct regulation of the things that impact our lives such as foods, sanitary and trade. Of course, things seem to be moving in a positive direction, where in a, a poll by the French Institute for Public Opinion in 2019, 60% of French citizens opposed Frexit. However, of course, this does highlight that there is a significant number of people who need to be convinced of the EU, as I've just said, and we do need to work towards this. We don't know how this is going to impact the next elections in France, we don't know how this is going to impact Macron's reactability. We don't know how this is going to have an impact on the next elections in for the European Parliament. And I believe it is 2014, I think. But regardless, we need to wait and see what happens. In, of course, a pro-European president won in France in 2017, partly due to the Republican Pact or the Cordon Sanitaire that has prevented the Front National from being elected for decades now and we also have the case that the French president Emmanuel Macron's party La République En Marche had the second highest number of votes in the European parliamentary elections in 2019 only being beaten by the um, Eurosceptic Front National by I think it was four percentage points I believe regardless after I'm going to put an image here that's going to show the actual voting share so that should hopefully 
clarify things. But many people think that Brexit has made Frexit impossible, due in part to the way in which it's shown how catastrophically unbalanced the power dynamics between a leaving state and the EU is, what the damage to that state leaving would be. And it said to even Marine Le Pen stepping back from that and now talking about reforming the EU. However, of course, like always, we need to wait and see what happens. We need to see how groups like Mouvement Européen Française or La République En Marche keep doing in politics, how campaigners like myself who are pro-European keep fighting for the European Union and how exactly we can keep moving forward. Now, just to finish this off, I'm going to put a few links down below to some pro-European organizations that will hopefully give you guys a, a way of engaging with your pro-European movements in wherever you are. I know that I've got lots of people from across Europe who are watching these videos and listening to this in podcast form. So it will help you guys to get some information on how you guys can get engaged soon, particularly those in the UK, because as we know, the pro-European movements in the UK aren't necessarily pro-European and are more of a sort of echo chamber. And of course, I would like to change that and give you guys a more constructive way to get involved. Now, thank you very much for joining in, guys. It's a pleasure, like always, to help you guys to understand what's going on, to answer your questions and to give you guys an idea of what's going on in the world. If you guys want to ask me a very specific question, go ahead. If you want to ask me a broader question where you think I could make a, louder, a larger video where I can really investigate what's going on, please send it in as well. And of course, I appreciate your support. If you can like this video and subscribe to my channel, it would be really helpful in getting it out there because this is just how YouTube works. And while I'm attracting people primarily through the different YouTube algorithms and search systems, it will always be helpful for me to reach more people, to get more questions from people and to be able to engage with you guys more. Again, thank you very much for tuning in. I hope you guys have a lovely Friday. I hope you guys have a lovely weekend. I'll be doing a, a question and answer at some point this weekend, either Saturday or Sunday afternoon. Depends on the timing that's easiest for everybody. I'm thinking maybe 3 p.m. on either Saturday or Sunday. Regardless, follow me on Facebook to get more information on this. Follow me on Twitter to get more information on this. And I hope to hear from you guys soon. Otherwise, if I don't see you this weekend, I will see you on Monday for the next episode of Morning Chat. Guys, have a great weekend. Look after yourselves. Take care.